I'm Taylor Ray. Hi, I'm Ricky. And this is No Call, No Show. It's a bi-weekly podcast hosted by two women, um, bartenders of color, addressing what we believe are the real issues of the hospitality industry. Um, our first segment is the Long Island Iced Tea, a topic where we dish the industry tea. Ricky, you want to start off with your LIT? Um, yes, this is uh, funny, but also like something that has to be discussed because it's become over the top um, for me and my friend. So there's someone else. Should I use her name? Yeah, why not? Okay, so my friend Veronica and I have been friends for maybe like three years now. And we do know that we're probably two of the only women of color. Not not only, but in our circle in this industry. Um, and something that's been happening lately, and actually a lot more since she, she just moved to the West Coast, but more, is that people confuse us. And we look nothing alike. Yeah. Um, to the point that people will ask me, how's pouring ribbons? And I don't work there. She works there. Mm-hmm. Or, for example, uh, last week it was her last night before she moved to the West Coast. And a second after she left the bar that we were at, two people came in and said to me... Separate occasions. Separate occasions, but two times within a matter of 10 minutes. Oh, you're not on the West Coast yet? And I'm like, no, because I'm Ricky. I'm not Veronica. Uh, so that being said, I don't know what it's going to have to take for us to prove that we are not the same person. It's gonna have to, yeah. Just to <laughs> fucking pay attention. However, we, I mean, I don't know if I'm blind, but I don't think we look anything alike. I would say the only similarities is that you're over 5'8 and you're... Yeah, but I'm you're like black woman. significantly taller than you're sig- her. No, there's there's the only you're five eight. You're over the height of five eight because Veronica's like five eight, and I'm six feet tall. You're six feet, and you're <laughs> both black women, light skinned yep. black women. Yeah, that's about it. There's nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. So, I just want you all to know, like, um, pay attention because it's actually really annoying. Uh, it's funny. It was funny the first couple of times, but now it's just like. You don't even know who I am. Hmm. And that's pretty sad. And same with her. We're both doing things, I think, that are great, but they're different things. Um, and as much as I love her and I love to be compared to her, I'm not her. Yeah. It so. just shows a lack of effort in the community to that to really, you know, separate just the idea that there's two black women who are thriving as bartenders in the industry that sometimes wear their hair straight or sometimes wear their hair curly or 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 what whatever it's just it it's it's upsetting it's also upsetting that those were it was two white people that that told and you I've that never i've never i've forgotten people's names all the time there's things that happen but i've never just thought there were someone else it's lazy or yeah like i know who you are yeah i might forget your name which i have to work on that we all do but I'm not going to call you something else because I, I, I can't even, I can't even compare it to anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to call you, um, Gumby, be, you know, if I forget that you're, what's that giant that, that, where is this going? I'm just saying if you're tall, I'm not going to call, I'm not going <laughs> to Anyways, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm, it's just lazy. And instead of saying, instead of assuming or guessing, just say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. What's your name again? Yeah. Because it just shows white privilege that you're just like, 
oh, I'm not going to even worry about that. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to cloak you and just be like, oh, hi, Veronica, how are you? It's like, I don't give a fuck if you have to put a picture up of my face on your wall like I'm fucking Pete Wells. Like, just remember (laughs) who I am, okay? One time, Veronica posted a picture of me on her Instagram story, and people slid into her DMs like, wow, you look so good. And she's like, thanks, but that's not me. (laughs) Like, fuck off. Wow. I took the compliments, but still, it's like... Oh my god. Oh, also, there was another time where someone congratulated me on my Grey Goose job. No, they thought you were Alicia? Yep. <laughs> it's it's just, bad. It's, it's bad. bad. It's really bad. It's, it's like, like don't don't confuse me. I can't me. believe I have to say this, but I have to say it. Yeah. Don't confuse me with another woman of color just because our hair curls the same way or our Or I'm just a woman of color. Or just have to do with our, like it's just the fact that we're not white. Yeah, or I think it's. I think it also. It's like I think. It, I think they group. They group us. Like I'm in the like Latina group, where you're in like the like the black girl group, mm-hmm. and like that can be black some. <laughs> I'm no. I remember someone asking me um, how Chicago was, and I was like, I've never been, and I was like, Oh my god, Natasha Sophia, we don't even look alike. I wish I had that many freckles on my face. <laughs> I've only got like five on my nose. Uh. Um, but it's that same, like, I'm a boisterous, like, outspoken Latina, and so is Natasha. Mm-hmm. And it's just, shout out Natasha, how are you doing, baby? We miss you. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's that same concept. And I think it's just, um, it's not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Just don't say hi. No, don't not say hi, because I'm going to be like, fuck that person. They just sort of ignore me now, because they don't. You okay, know. but think about those two people that that didn't that said that to you. Would you actually care if those two people didn't yeah. say hi to you? Really, I would. Oh, I would. Of course, I would. They could have just said hi and dropped the name. You know, like hi, how you doing? They were very apologetic too. Like, I'm sure I mean, those are those are not bad. I mean, they're not the worst. I didn't want to like make a big deal out of it because it's literally it's just like it happens so much, but it shouldn't have to happen so much. Is my only thing. Yeah. And that's nothing against them. Like, I still love them the same. And it's funny. We can all laugh at this now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just need it, I need it to be out there. I have, Especially because I mean, Veronica's on the West Coast now. There should be no confusion anymore. I know. They made it easy for you, guys. No. There should you be made it, you no made it easy for confusion them. now. I'm the one that's here. She's the one that's on the West Coast. Yeah. If you mix us up now, there's a real problem. And that's another... Yeah, like you said earlier, I will never forget that I met you. Um... If I, I I don't I will apologize for asking your name over and mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. But I'll always remember that where we met last or what we did last together. I or just where you work or what you're doing. I pay attention to those things a lot. Yeah. Um, but I I mean names is something I think in the industry that we forget a lot because we meet so many people every day. But I will remember where you work or our last experience together. Yeah. Um. And that's that on that. That on that. Okay, my uh, tea, Long Island Ice Tea, um, is a story that happened to me um, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, Ricky and a couple, but I was. They said that the vibes were awesome, mm-hmm, and that they were. and they were. Um, and so I got there. And so before I start the story, we're gonna have three characters. Um, and these are obviously fictitious names. Um, apparently, Ricky's gonna be in charge of every week naming the people in my stories. Mm-hmm. This week she has chose she has chosen um, uh, Reginald, right? Reginald. 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 That's Reginald. Be- Reginald. That's my accent. <laughs> Reginald. 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 Reggie. 
Reginald. Can we call him Reggie? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Reginald? Mm-hmm. It's going to be Reginald. Taylor? <laughs> we just had a conversation about this. How do you say his name? Reginald. Reginald. Okay, Reginald, mm-hmm. Sharkeisha, are in a relationship. And Olivia is a friend. Sharkeisha, no. <laughs> yeah. She's a, she's, a, <laughs> she's a friend, Olivia. Okay, so I get to the event. Oh, just so you know, Sharkeisha is one of the brands... Um, ambassadors who are a part of the event. It's one of you know, it's it's her event amongst other brand ambassadors. Uh, Reginald is is her boyfriend, and Olivia is just somebody who's there. That's friends of the couple mm-hmm. or Regin- friends of Reginald. Yeah. So I get there and immediately, you know, when you get into an industry space, you're like, oh shit, everyone <laughs> is here. Is lit. Is lit. <laughs> As I say, it's a who's who. Uh, every, everyone is there. It was a wang dang doodle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's there. The vibes are lit. I, I had a little bit of buzz on, um, a buzz on because I was at a, fr- a friend's birthday party. Um, enough for me to like hop in a car, leave Brooklyn, and come to the city. Um, you know, you when you're like that that you know peak buzz when you're just like fuck, fuck it. it I'm going to the city. Fuck it, I'm gonna go on to the, the city. Day. It the was co- the coldest it was day of freezing. the year. Mind um, you. <laughs> So I get there and everyone's dancing and the energy is super high. Um, I get there and within a couple seconds, you know, I'm saying hi to everyone. I feel like this um, this event was more of the Latin um, mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. It was a, I saw a lot of people from Latin bars and just like it was a mm-hmm. great. It was it was really great because it wasn't um, all the people that I normally see. It was just like. Yeah. yeah, I would say it was like a big Latin uh, population of bartenders. Um, it was just, it was, I was having such a good time. I was dancing. We were, you know, drinking. I think I had like one beer in one shot because it was so busy you couldn't even get oh, yeah, to a I was, drink. I was definitely double ordering at this place. Yeah, you could not even get to a drink. <laughs> I so was ordering two at once. I am at the point now, mind you, like I said, energy is high. Everyone's having a fucking blast. It felt like it, it hadn't felt that way in a while. Um, and... I turn and I I see across from the room. Now, it wasn't even across from the room. It was like, what, 10 feet away? You're asking the wrong one because you know that I was standing by the door in my own world. Yes. So I would say it's about (laughs) 10 feet away. And I'm looking and I go and I look for a while because I had to assess the situation. Um, Mind you, I've been in this community for eight years. I've been bartending in New York City. I'm from here. Um, and I see that Reginald and Olivia are at a couch talking. Now that wasn't, that's not, you know, like not normal. It's perfect. It's like everyone's, you know, not a problem. Everyone's talking. But then I look and I look and I'm like, and I'm looking and I'm like, oh shit, this motherfucker, because he has his hand under under her his hand is under her okay the the air the in-betweens area in betwixt you had half you had half half and half you were you were half and half half on the puss half on the ass no let's just be real it was it was like in that perfect middle part (sighs) 
And I'm like, there's no fucking way. So I, I look and I'm like, let me just see if Olivia is uncomfortable. Because men have a tendency, mm-hmm. not have a tendency, men can, not all men, but men can inappropriately touch someone. And in the first instance, it's happened to me, I have been a little shook and not known what to do in the beginning. Just like kind of alarmed that they would even do that. So I was waiting to see what her reaction was to him Mm -hmm. touching her in that way. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, they're looking at each other and they're talking to each other. Like, they're talking about what what they ate for dinner the day before. Like, it was casual. She was laughing. And I was like, oh, my God. No, she's with the the shits. (laughs) She's with this. She's with this. She's, it's, you know, it was like... It was crazy to me because there was like 40 different people from the industry and they were in plain sight doing this. Now, mind you, Reginald, his girlfriend, Sharkeisha, is one of the people throwing this event. Yeah. So I'm like, you see, look, like also everyone was very drunk. So I don't like, do you think people actually noticed or because I didn't and I was drunk? Like, <laughs> I don't know if they actually noticed or not, but what I will say is this. I have been in a situation where I have a secret romance with someone or something's <laughs> on the low and you get a thrill off of doing something in plain sight in front of everyone. It's a fucking thrill and you get it gets you even more excited that you can be touching someone intimately in a way in front of everyone and still getting away with it. It's a part of it and it felt it looked and felt like it was familiar. All right. Olivia was there smiling, laughing, and I waited and watched just to make sure what I was seeing was what the fuck I was seeing. Mm -hmm. Now, just to preface this, I've known Olivia since she was 16 years old. Okay, I worked at a restaurant bar and she was a server and I was a manager. And so I've known her for a while now. Mm -hmm. So this is what happens afterwards. I know this is all. So I look around for Sharkeisha. Nowhere to be seen nowhere to be fucking seen i've like <laughs> yo she, the names are just gonna make everything better. i know i know you, you did good i'm looking for sharkisha i'm like where is sharkisha at because i'm about to i'm about to lose my shit now sharkisha and i are not the closest of friends but she's new to town and i and i respect her and um i consider her more than just an acquaintance, mm-hmm. knowing that she's friends with some of my close friends. Yeah, like that's Sharkeisha is my girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sharkeisha's your girl. So, you know, with the transitive property, she's my girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've known Sharkeisha for like three, four years now because mm-hmm. I used to work with a brand that was in her, in her city before she moved to New York. So I look around and I don't see Sharkeisha anywhere. So I'm like, you know what? I go to, I tap Ricky. I'm like, Ricky, you see this? You see what's going on? And Ricky, what happened? Before I could even fix my lips to ask her what she was talking about. I had leaped. <laughs> I felt like I was leapfrog. I had leaped. Before I could even I had I had walked, mouth. I beelined over and I looked at I said, <sighs> What the fuck is going on here? And both of, and 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 Olivia's face, she turned and her eyes were like <gasps> Like that. And within seconds, I took her. I think I must have taken her by the forearm because I took her by the forearm and I pushed her off of Reginald because they're sitting in a booth. I pull her up and I pushed her and I just said, I'll talk to you later. It wasn't a push. I didn't push. I flung her. But listen, (laughs) 
this is a it thing. Was a full on it was. Flu. I didn't read. I didn't really mean to. I want what I what I wanted to do more than the the reason why I flung her. Or I picked her up with such force was because I wanted to see where Reginald's fucking hand was with the quickness to pick someone up because and his hand was exactly where I thought it was under her. Do you know what I mean? Like I wanted to see uh, where his hand yeah. was to see that I wasn't fucking bugging. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you. I should have never put my hands on anyone. No. And in the eight years I've bartended, I've never gotten to a public fist fight. I've never put. I've never like put my two cents in on this. Mm-hmm. I've never. I've never acted this way ever nope. before. No. And Ricky, Ricky knows this. Yeah. Because she's always with brand. me. Not on brand. <laughs> However, I've known this little girl since she was sixteen. Mm-hmm. She's basically my child. Not my child. <laughs> she's blossomed in her own way, but, no. but. She's been a part of my events, mm-hmm. and she's been. I've invited her to things, and I've exposed her to things. It's not like I'm solely. She's done her own. She's oh, responsible yeah, no. for her own career. But what I'm saying is, I've known her since she was 16. I know her brother, and I know her mother. Mm-hmm. All right, and I touched her in that way because I knew that this is somebody I've known. Mm-hmm. This isn't just anyone. And again, do I condone ever putting hands on anybody? No, but. I could not believe mm-hmm. that Reginald would do this in front of 40 fucking industry people mm-hmm. at his girl's event. Like, yeah. I was in awe. And yeah. I was so fucking compelled. I felt so disrespect. Like, I was like, this is the bullshit. Like, either, I don't know if nobody saw it, Ricky, or anybody saw. But the issue that I have with this industry is that nobody does shit anymore. Nobody says shit anymore. Nobody does shit anymore. And this is why I feel like Reginald and Olivia think that it's okay to, to behave this way yeah. because no one does anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone, if they knew that they were amongst a crowd that would not let that shit fly, they would have done that shit in privacy. Mm-hmm. Like people who fucking fuck around do. Mm-hmm. Now, just just for the facts, I know that Reginald and Sharkeisha are not in an open relationship mm-hmm. because I would have been like, oh, maybe they're just, you know, you know, fluid. It's cool. It's cool. They're fluid. I know that. You know why? Because if you are in an open relationship with someone, you don't sneak like that. Why? For what? Y'all, your partner, what? Do, your, your partner knows, you know, your partner knows what's good. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to hide anything. Yeah. If anything, this we're going to leave this event. We're all going to go home together. Have a good time. Yeah. That was not the story. And so immediately when I pull her off, I realized I had flung her for I realized that my strength was stronger than it was when I released her. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know where I'm releasing her into. Ricky said I released her into 2020. She out. She's out. But again, you should never touch anybody. I apologize for this. It's on the record. I should have never gotten to that point. But like I said, I've known this girl for a long time. And I felt like that was something I needed to do. I wanted to see where his hand was because it would just it would, yeah. have, it would just seal yeah. the deal. I wanted mm-hmm. to see when I lifted her up where his hand was. And it was exactly where I thought. What would you have done if it wasn't there? <laughs> I would have pretended like my purse was behind her. <laughs> oh my God, Taylor, no. <laughs> You ain't shit. What the fuck? She went in 2020 for no reason. I, I mean, I would have been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've just been freaking out about this person. I can't find you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. All right. But so I, she goes, she goes wherever she goes. 2020. And then, 
And then Reginald, who's a grown ass man, who's all of like five five, no. which is fine. But that's why <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why it doesn't height doesn't matter because he was in my face. He got up and we were chest to fucking chest, mm. chest to chest. Like I'm a dude. No. And he was like, "Who the fuck are you?" I was like, "You don't fucking know me." <laughs> You don't fucking know me. You don't fucking know me. All right. You ain't nothing. You you ain't nobody. You just the guy Sharkisha's dating. <laughs> nobody fucking knows you. All right. Nobody knows you. And get the fuck out of my face. I was like, what are you going to do? You going to hit me? You going to hit me? You going to hit me? We're going chest Literally, to chest. Literally, what is the end game here? We were chest to chest. And that's how I know he's not that tall. Because we were chest to chest. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? And mind you, now, if I ever saw, if I saw a woman chest to chest with the guy that way, I would either, I would tell another man to go break that up. And disclaimer, I had already Irish exited at this point. Ricky was gone. We were, we were all, <laughs> no everyone one knew was where lit. I no I one knew bounced. where I went. No, Ricky was, Ricky would have stepped in. I was already I on the Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah, she was already <laughs> over the bridge. Um, she, or you were somewhere else. I don't know where you were. I bounced. Because after that, I was out. I just left. Yeah, it was like a commotion. I left. So. <laughs> Don't so, put that down. I'm not. Okay, sorry. Um, so he's going chest to chest with me. We're we're going back and forth, like spitting in each other's face. Like, you know, you're that close. So you're talking. I'm like, I mean, in some erotic dream, it could have turned into some. You know, you know when someone's so I close. Mean, no, let's not no, go there. No. <laughs> I'm not going there, but I'm saying he was so close to me and so in my face. We were like two inches apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like that. And I was like, mind you, there are all these men because the event was mostly full of fucking men and no one's doing shit. Yeah, that's the problem. They're just, they're just, they're all, don't get me started. One friend, so one, one friend. I had here. one friend who was in the bathroom who came swore, like he came and he was Ran. like, yo, back the fuck up off her. And at the same time that he told him to back up off me, Sharkisha came out of nowhere. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Sharkisha, no. And I was like, I went up to Sharkisha <laughs> and I was like, listen, I'm sorry because I know that that's your man and you got to go and home and this is your event. And I did not mean to start any issues. And I know that you have to leave with him. Mm-hmm. However, ask your man what happened. Ask your man what happened. Ask him. I was like, because what was happening was what happened was not fucking cute, nor was it appropriate, and nor was I gonna sit there and let and just watch that. So, talk to your man. Ask your man. He's right there. Ask him. Ask mm-hmm. him what happened. Yeah. Because because my friend pushed him off, but it was like they both separated us and she mm-hmm. took him back and then he was like b- barking behind her <laughs> and with the quickness my my homegirl named him rufus i know next week next week maybe he'll come back um and with the quickness my friend already had ubered she was i was like we gotta go she was like i called the uber three minutes ago it's one minute away let's leave and it was like i mean it was it, the event was like basically over because everyone was lit at that point, like mm-hmm. real lit. Um, yeah, but it did it did affect the vibe of the event, and everyone didn't know what was happening. 
what's really upsetting about everything was that the next day I uh, and mind you like I felt terrible Mm -hmm. you know I stepped over Veronica's house and I woke up the next morning and we talked about it and I woke up to text messages saying you know you you can't behave that way Mm -hmm. you know you can't touch people and it just no one asked for the people who reached out to me you there was only one person who asked me what happened because all those people that reached out to me were not there. Mm-hmm. And they had already labeled me as, like, the angry Latina who was out of place and out of line. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I was devastated. I was hysterically crying. I was like, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. Like, nobody does anything. And I'm doing something for mm-hmm. someone. And it could have been, and it could have been you. It could have been, I tell anyone. people, it could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was watching something happen that was, dis- it was just disgusting. Yeah. And it. nothing was happening and nobody was doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that I was the only one who saw that. I believe I was the only one who did something about it and okay. said something about it. I really don't think, I just, it felt familiar. And, you know, I contacted Chalkisha the next day and, you know, I her reply was what I'd assume it would be, which was, you know, allow me to make, she wasn't there for it. She was like, allow me to make my own decisions. Did you tell, did, I'm conf- I'm not, this is the part of the story I'm confused about. Did you tell her what you saw? I haven't told her what I saw yet. I mean... I apologized and I said... Yeah. You apologized for for what she walked I into. told her to... And I mean, this is why maybe my story would never... has never actually came to surface. Mm-hmm. Because... My responsibility is not to tell her what... Obviously something fucking happened. Because yeah. I pulled her, I pulled Olivia off, and her man was in my face. Now, mind you, this is what really gets me. This is how I fucking know. Because if 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 anyone was to pull me the way that I pulled Olivia off of mm-hmm. Reginald, within the with the quickness, I would be back being like, what? "Yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Why are you touching me?" But she, I don't know where she went. She never came back. She never came back. She left the event. Yeah, she, I picked her up. Her eyes, her. <laughs> I picked her up. Her eyes were like, <gasps> and then she left. Now, and he got up and got in my face. If both of them weren't guilty, they'd have been like, "What are you talking about? Like, you're kind of bugging." Yeah. But she, I'm sorry. Like, if I was, if I wasn't, if I was guilty, and I just got called out, I would have been out. Oh yeah. I would have been out. I'd been like, "Yo, I'm uh-huh, out. I'm out." Bye. Bye, bye. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going to the middle of this. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. She didn't, she still hasn't contacted me. She hasn't, if, again, if I didn't do anything wrong and I was Olivia, I would have approached me about it by mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But I haven't heard from her. She's, yeah. moral of the story is, I, I, I don't know if Sharkisha knows what Reginald did, but she knows that he did something that was inappropriate because I told her it was who it was inappropriate with. Mm-hmm. I was like, he, that was extremely inappropriate the way that Olivia and um, Reginald were speaking. Mm-hmm. I know um, that she claimed that they're best friends. Mm-hmm. I've never touched my best friend's dick like in public <laughs> or their ass in front of their spouse. That's just me. That's just how I roll. Oh, I don't know. God. It's 2019. Best friends be. I don't know, but like the fact that that was the excuse that they're best friends, and that yikes. Yeah. I mean, we're, you I know. Mean, yeah. 
It's just the, my issue. My and I was and I, the next day I was talking to Veronica about this. Yeah. My issue is D is, is is rooted in the fact that so many things happened in these in these industry events that are inappropriate behavior, um, whether it be um, a sexual assault or racial or just things that are inappropriate. Yeah. Bigotry, all that stuff that men and women say and do in this industry. And nobody rectifies it. It's like no one will nip it. No one will be like, hey, dude, don't fucking say that. Or like, why would you don't say do that? that. Yeah. Don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. and no and, and that doesn't happen anymore. And I think that that's something that's been kind of bubbling under the surface. And maybe I lashed out in that night. And that was just my reaction to something that had been kind of like Buildings. snowballing. Yeah. Um, Festering, and huh? so for that, I apologize because I, of course, I'm not trying to make a scene at anybody's event. Yeah. But it was just like, this was like the last fucking straw. I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty intense for sure. That's that was the tea. Um, I think that, you know, I, think, I hope everything works out. I mean, I, I want people to be happy in relationships and I want and I want people to thrive and do well. I'm not trying to out here trying to I'm listen, I'm in a really good place with my man. Like mm-hmm. there, there is no I'm not trying to break anything up. No, but he wouldn't have gotten that aggressive and sh- and uh, and Olivia wouldn't have peaced out that way if they weren't guilty <laughs> yeah. of what had happened. Uh huh. And that's that on that. Where's the lie? Airmail is a segment where we give advice from questions emailed to us, um, mostly industry-based. If they're not, that's fine, too. Um, we will get the email to you for later episodes when we figure out the password. We forgot the password. <laughs> uh, so right now, we're just, we have some questions here that were just given to us. Um, so. Well, do, Blake can ask them. Yeah. That's what it, was. it meant, given to us by, yeah. by Blake. Blake, what's your official title for the podcast? Um, producer. Producer? producer sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Blake's our producer. Blake Walker. <laughs> um, he's our producer. And so since we can't uh, figure out what our email password is, we'll get our shit together eventually, guys. Um, but he is going to ask us each a question um, where we will then... Yeah, normally it'll be written in, but this week is different. Yeah, this week is different because it's our first week. Hey, guys. Hello. So here's our first question. This was submitted by Andrew. Um, Andrew says, I've been recently wanting to step my style game up behind the bar, but want to avoid cliche outfits like suspenders and armbands. What do you suggest for a style upgrade while I'm at work? Andrew. (laughs) Um, I can only speak uh, from a woman's perspective, but I think it, first of all, you have to consider the place that you work. Um, If you have um, a themed kind of place, if you wear an apron, um, so you won't be able to really see the outfit, I would go for um, like patterns and I, I love pattern shirts. Mm-hmm. And so that's something, if you wear an apron, your patterns, I think, is something. Because you can only really see, see behind the shirt. Um, uh, so that's for a man, I would say, just like a cool pattern shirt. Um, and as far as women, I think um, accessories. I love like a bold yeah. earring. Um, a nice like some some sort of like head piece. Yeah. Um, I think what I and this what I'm moving towards is how I dressed in middle school 
adulting, adulting middle school wear because I'm wearing like baggier jeans. Like I'm wearing like, like really good comfort is key. So I think that that's comfort. Um, if you wear an apron, you should have like bold colors or patterns on under your shirt. Um, if you are a woman, I would do accessories. Um, even if you're not, if you don't have an accessories, maybe like a lip. Yeah. A lip is always a statement piece. Um, I think what I think is like, like you said, depending on where you work, you should just have like a base uniform for what you want to do and like switch it up. Like for me at Freehold, we can wear whatever we want. And that's a lot. It's hard to pick out what I want to wear to work every day. But my uniform that I always stick to is usually some kind of shirt, something really sassy on it. <laughs> and then either like regular pants or camel pants, like something just different every time. But sticking to the same uniform of like a sassy shirt in different kind of pants yeah. every time. It just makes it easier for your like to develop your style behind the bar and also just like make it easier for yourself so when you're shopping or you're trying to do whatever you know to stick to these two things this is your this is a signature look wear this and this Mm -hmm. you know so for guys i mean like if you're working somewhere fancy and you have to wear like a button up and there's nothing really you can do about it i mean for men i think a big thing is accessories like Mm -hmm. do you have rings on your finger when you're serving me a drink i look at stuff like that i think that's cool um that kind of stuff you know so if you're if you're like working somewhere like you work at mason you're bound to like dressing like really you have to dress a certain way at work then do the accessories if you work somewhere like freehold get yourself a uniform yeah like some of the guys that work with that freehold like everyone has their own style one person wears band t-shirts and these white boots every time so other guy wears like a, a leather jacket and like it's like a greaser every time like everyone has their style mm-hmm. i think it's about finding what you want to do mm-hmm. and being able to take that that pattern or that that outline and just switching it up accordingly Every time you work. Yeah, when I was at Seamstress, I just bought bows. That was my shit. Yeah. Now, mind you, I wasn't wearing bows when I left the house. I mean, when I when I, I wasn't wearing bows outside that wasn't Taylor Ray's look. No, that was but your at work, work I would get the big clip bows. Mm-hmm. I would wear my bun. And, you'd have and I'd have a different bow. And regulars would be like, oh my God, what bow do you have on? You know, that was like I would Polynesian, say find a really I mean, simple, yeah. yeah, so find a simple thing that you, you can get do... into different in different colors and just rock it. I mean, Polynesian is a prime example because we had to wear tiki stuff. Like, they gave us our shirts. We got to pick them out, so we all had different shirts. However, like, that's what we had to wear. That's the whole aesthetic. How do you separate yourself from everyone else when you all have tiki shirts on? What I did was I always had this leopard print hair tie, like, um... Not like a, like a kerchief that I'd wear in my hair every time I worked. No matter how I wore my hair, it was Ricky, like you the, knew it was going to work. The one that you have on right now. Yeah, this is my <laughs> this is my work one. Yeah, but I'm wearing it right now. So yeah. it would be just for like if I was going to work at Polynesian, I had whatever shirt I had on that day, my flamingo shirt, whatever, and I always had my leopard print hair t- like hair bow and like my hair tie. Mm-hmm. And then some of the guys would like switch it up by like they would wear a different sarong or they would wear like mm-hmm. a really bright or crazy fanny pack or like. Any little thing to separate yourself and, like, get your style, like, to where you want it to be, even when you work somewhere else outrageous as Polynesian, like, you'd have to pick one thing and, and go with it. And that's that's your signature thing, whether yeah. it's a whole look or an accessory. Mm. I think that that's good for that question. Yeah. So our next question is from Cassandra. And Cassandra asks, I recently had a regular make a comment towards me that was unacceptable and inappropriate. 
I've known him for two years, and he's never done anything like this before, so I'm inclined to think that it may have been an isolated incident, but I also want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. How do I talk to him about it without losing one of my valued regulars? My first thing always, and I learned this the hard way, is to speak to a manager. It's the first thing you have to do. Mm. Um, never take these things into your own hands because you never know what's going to happen. It could put your job in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell a manager first and foremost. Um, however they choose to handle it after, I would hope they would include you in it. But if they don't, I think that the next time you see the regular and the manager knows, alert the manager that they're there so they can be around. And maybe they will say to them, hey, last time you were here this thing happened and I don't know where it came from or why it was said. Um, but next time just try to be a little more conscious of what you're saying to the bartenders that made her uncomfortable or this thing you did was not all right. And that's not to alienate them. It's just to, you know, put the feelers out. You never want to do it yourself because you could a offend them and B they would go to the manager after. And it could seem as though it was like in exchange Mm -hmm. when actually you weren't in the wrong. Um, I haven't had this happen to me with any regulars, but I've definitely had it happen with people that come to the bar a lot, but I wouldn't consider them my regular. Um, and that was easy. You just tell your manager, yo, this person said this fucked up thing to me and they're out. It's like, I don't really care if they're at my bar or not, but if you want this person to come back, I think it just has to be a soft conversation between the manager and the, and the guest, you know? Mm, I get what you're saying. I think that I've worked at places that were much more informal, mm-hmm. where the managers were just, as I like to say, the inmates were in the, asyl- the asylum. Okay. So there have been times where I've worked at a bar where there was not a manager on duty, and I was just, it you was just, there. it was me. I mm-hmm. was the bartender. Um, there, There is no manager in small bars sometimes. Um, so in that case, it's a very soft cutoff. Mm-hmm. Um Usually, I feel that uh, regulars uh, grow into that comfort zone where they feel like they are they can acknowledge whether something they're saying is offensive or not is because they're probably a little bit too drunk. You yeah. probably overserve them because they're a regular, mm-hmm. um, and that's something I can admit I've contributed to. Um, a lot of the times, um, what I've done is. I haven't addressed it then. I've closed them out. I've said, you know, have a good night, get home safe. And they will always come back. Yeah. And, you know, before you even take their drink order, I've addressed it. I've been like, hey, so the last time you were here, you know, you said something that really just hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I, when I talk about my feelings, I talk, to, I talk about it like, to, like if I'm speaking to a five-year-old. I say, you know, you know, it... it it really hurt me when you said this and it left me, you know, um, you know, uncomfortable or, you know, feeling some sense of mistrust between us for the rest of the, for the rest of the shift because Mm -hmm. I, I value as a, as a, as a regular and I value as a, as a guest and I hope that you value me the same way. So I would like my advice would be if it's a situation where the bar that you work at is a bit more informal and you have so it's kind of like there is no manager. Um, like for instance, one of the bars I work at right now, we don't have a manager. Yeah. You so don't, it's you just don't. me and yeah. the bar back. Um, I would say the second, the next time you see them, address it. They probably, won't, I mean, 
they probably won't remember or they pretend like they won't remember or um, sometimes people, whether you're regular or not, just people need to be, uh, things need to be brought up to their, atten- uh, to their attention yeah. of, of how that, of, of your feelings. Sometimes people don't know, they can't, you know, they're not mind readers. They don't, they feel so comfortable with you that they could, like, you know, fuck off and say things. I feel, I do that sometimes with good friends, my boyfriend, you know, and then I realized I crossed a certain line when they, when they tell me Taylor, I wasn't cool or that, that offended me. So I would just say, um, the next time you see them before you even serve them the drink, make it a really quick conversation. And then also, you know, if you really were upset about this regular, um, you would have told the owner and you would have said they're 86. Um, But I think they you are you yeah. you want to end it in, in a light way, and you're like, and we're done, dude. Like, what can I get you? You want another Pacifico and shot tequila? Like, you know what I mean? You just end it in a light way that makes them, you know, not feel. But you don't want them to feel bad. They're gonna feel bad. Yeah. Um. But just stress to them that like you're okay. You just wanted to convey that to them so that they knew. Um. And if it's something that happens again, then it's it it's okay to yeah to 86 people for hurting your feelings it doesn't have to be always because they were you know they screamed at you it could be like they just hurt your feelings yeah yeah okay well thank you for those questions they were great and when we get the email password we would love to hear yours yes (laughs) um (laughs) stay tuned um so our next segment is called straight no chaser this is our interview segment um, for our first episode, we will be interviewing each other as a means to for you guys to get to know us better. Um, but uh, in the future, our next episode will be Holly Fitzhenry. We will be interviewing her. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, we're, we think it's a great opportunity for you guys all to get to know us a little bit better. Yeah. So, Ricky, you want to start, start off? Yeah. Um, my questions are going to be really informal. That's Okay. <laughs> Is that okay? That's fine. All right. So, um, all right. What is right now your current go-to drink and why? I'm back to red wine. And that's because? I feel like (laughs) um, that's because partially I'm not... I was just finished working with a rum brand for a year. I drink a lot of rum. I love rum. I'm a mm-hmm. rum enthusiast. Daiquiris are usually, uh, obviously, the go-to. I think, though, I have been trying to take a step back in, in the spirits world. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a lot of wine drinking. Um, I think also when I started bartending, uh, or when I really, I would say, dug my feet into bartending, um, I was fine dining Italian bartender. Okay. Um, and so I had a lot of uh, wine knowledge. And I feel that I've been honing into spirits these last couple of years. And I've kind of stepped away from wine. And it's something I would like to get kind of back into. And um, yeah, it's been red wine to, you know, slow it down. Mm-hmm. It's winter. It's yeah. It's red wine season. So... Um, yeah. Cute. Um, what have you been drinking lately? I, you know me, I'm always a a beer wine person too when I'm not working. Um, 
I think that I just work so much that when I finally get to sit and drink something, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. It's always a light beer, usually in a can, and you know why. Um, yeah. <laughs> shots and beers are my, are my thing. And then when it comes to, like, right now, it's usually red wine as well. Mm. Um, something heavier. I love chilled reds as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as much as I love cocktails, I'm just, right now, I'm not I'm not into drinking them as much as I used to be. Do you think that's that's common that bartenders who are, who are in cocktail bars don't really order yeah. cocktails outside of? All we're doing is making them all day. We just don't even want to think about. it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to read the menu. I don't. I just want your lightest beer in a shot, or I want a really nice glass of wine. Yeah, and that's it. Like I don't. I appreciate a cocktail. Like if I sit at your bar after work and you just hand me a cocktail, yeah, I'm gonna drink it and I'm gonna appreciate it. Hundred percent. But don't make me think about it. I don't think about it. Nope. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Unless it's like, like I went to Maison, what, a week and a half ago or something to visit Orlando and I was like, I want a martini right now. Yeah. That happens sometimes, but usually it's like very few and far between that that happens. Mm -hmm. That happened once and that was great, but it'll probably happen again like next month. Yeah. Once and that's it. (laughs) The only time I think I will have a cocktail is if it's my first time going to that bar. If I'm going to, and it's you know what I mean, like it's a new bar, it's the first time. Let's like after I do that, I'm getting like a prosecco or cava or something like that, or a red wine. Mm -hmm. Um, cute, cute, cute. Uh, My question to you is: What do you do on your off time or your days off when you're not working or before your shifts? Um, so right now I have three days off in a row, which I really appreciate. Uh, normally when I'm off, what I, the goal is if I'm not working, I need to be working out two times in one day. Um, whether it's going to bar or yoga or spin, I like to do two classes a day of whatever it is. One yoga, one, one yoga, one spin, one bar, one yoga. Like I like to switch them up. And if like, those are all for my off days, I like to do two things in one day. Um, the first day off I usually use like in between working out to like get my shit together, like whatever laundry has to be done. If there's anything around the house I need to do, um, anything like that, just like get my home life together so that my next two days off can be spent having more fun in like in a space that's not crazy from my week before of work. Mm. Uh, the second day usually I'll use to like, like Wednesday is usually my day to just relax. I'll do a lot of meditating and a lot of like inner work and catch up on my shows. I love trash TV. She loves That's it. definitely not a secret if you know me. She um, loves it. so I'll use that day to well, like, you kind of relax. What trash TV are you watching these days? Oh my God. My favorite show right now is Love After Lockup. It is so good. It's about <laughs> people that find love with inmates and they like... They get out of jail and there's a whole bunch of problems and it's it's great. It's so good. It's that and like 90 Day Fiance. That's a good one. Or like Siesta Key, which is like the new Laguna Beach. Like I like all the whole spectrum of trash TV. So I'll catch up on those on Wednesday. Maybe I will go out. Maybe I won't. Um, and then Thursday is just like a fun day. Like whatever friends are off, I'll try to hang out or like I'll go visit Taylor at Paradise or like... I'll do something fun before I head to work on Friday. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, at Freehold, my end times are super late. So Friday, I'll go in at 8 o'clock. I usually will do yoga in the morning, find something to do that's nice in between, like go out to lunch or just hang out with a friend in between to keep myself active mm-hmm. and then go right into work. 
same goes for Saturday. I'm usually getting brunch or whatever before work. And Sunday and Monday are a little more low-key for me. I like to take my days off from working out between Sunday and Monday because Friday and Saturday absolutely murder me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like a rundown of my week and my days off. You have another question? Nope. You mm-hmm. can answer the same one. What do what I do, do on my days off? Um, Recently, <laughs> I have... Well, so Orlando just finished Legacy, and I feel like on my days off, we we have the same days off. So... Um, on our days off together, we were doing a lot of legacy focused things. And now that legacy's over, we're so excited to, to start dating again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Legacy's a lot. Legacy's a lot. Um, days off for me are usually spent really quietly. Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely am an extroverted introvert in the sense of I really, really need my alone time and I really need Hard some heard. quiet time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I have like, if like my roommate's friends are over, I'm like, Ugh, now I gotta <laughs> go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I um, have been reading recently a lot. Um, Open Veins of Latin America. Nice. Great book. Um, I've been watching some docs. Um, I've been broke too. So you know when you broke <laughs> it's that month, bartender. Yo, are... yeah, it's January. It's like January and February is rough. Um, <laughs> so I honestly have just been like staying inside. Staying in is good. Staying in is good <laughs> because summers in New York are just we're never home. Crazy. So I feel like also my horoscope has been saying like these next couple of months up until May fifteenth are going to be like recuperating and rebuilding mm-hmm. um, time. So I'm really taking that time. It's really nice to like just stay home. I know that sounds corny. Make yourself a nice meal. I've been doing yoga at home. I've been working out at home, mm-hmm. reading. Um, get your rent's worth. Yeah, get your rent's <laughs> worth. Making a couple meals, like making a breakfast and a dinner. Yeah. Um it feels really good. <laughs> Mind you, it's cold out and it's gross out. But um, the trains ain't shit. The trains ain't <laughs> shit. Um, but it is really nice to um, be in your space mm-hmm. and set and you know and and if you're you realize when you're in your space what needs to be altered in your space to make your space feel better. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, those those are things I've just been psh, my best friend lately. What? Yeah. I love that for you. Uh, okay, announcements. Um, Bunton's World Famous. It's on Broadway and Willoughby. It's a new bar that opened up. Um, the um, It's run by a gentleman um, named Kareem Bunton, who um, started his career uh, with musical collaborations with Run the Jewels, um, preface 73, pre- prefuse, prefuse, not preface. All right. Uh, <laughs> prefuse 73 <laughs> and TV on the radio. Um, he's kind of been the epicenter of, um, you know, ventured scenes and the nightlife scenes kind of with uh, Mr. Fong's Vaughn union pool, old school Max fish. Um, Oh God, old school Max fish. <laughs> Um, and now he just opened up, um, his new bar that's kind of giving you this kind of like nineties club scene, um, which kind of, I think of like night at the Roxbury's kind of thing. Okay. Um, 
The idea is like think flavored daiquiris, hurricanes, and rum runners. Um, and it's usually my preference to keep cocktails simple um, and quick to make. Waiting 10 minutes for a drink while listening to unsolicited speech about botanicals is not my idea of a good time. Um, uh, it's new. It's in Bushwick. It's kind of by Marcos in, in that area, which is okay. cool because it kind of gives Cute. you can do a little bar hop. It's new. Um, check it out. Um, I know they're going to have DJs every single night. Nice, every so night. So it, it's going to be DJ every night. So wow. they're definitely doing like, they want to do like dance party, nice. 90s themed kind of shit. Um, so I'm here for it. Um, Sounds lit. Yeah, it's going to be lit. I'm pretty, you know, it's a new spot. Another new spot. Check it out. Nice. Um, my next announcement is more of a shout out. I just want to bring Circle back to the beginning of this and tell Veronica that we are very proud of her and we love her and we wish her the best of luck in San Diego. If you're out there and you're listening to this, you should probably be her friend or at least know her because if you don't, then that's a major fail. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I miss you and I want you to come back already, but kill it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm really proud that you are venturing. Um, you kind of were feeling indifferent and I think that um, often we feel indifferent and we don't do anything about it. And so we hold resentment, mm-hmm. i.e. the story earlier, my Long Island iced tea. Um, uh, and circling back. Circling back. <laughs> and um, thank you for being there for me that night. That meant a lot to me and the morning after. Um, and I'm really proud that you're venturing, taking a little pup, Um and gonna do something new and exciting and actually take a fresh breath of air from New York City. Yes. Um, so good on you, babe. Yeah. And then we want to also shout out the legacy winners from the U.S. Um, first, Will. Willie Saza, like based in Boston. Literally a powerhouse for legacy. This is not his first time. Yeah. Um, him and his brother are like the fucking legacy brothers. Like, this is what they do. Yeah, the Asaza brothers are... So talented. Bacardi legacy. They're Bacardi legacies. They are. They are legacies. They are. <laughs> legacy brothers, for sure. Um, and then to the West Coast winner, Melina Meza. Um, I've never met her, but I'm sure she's, I mean, pretty lit. Um, she's a woman of color, She's right? a woman of color. She is from Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, I mean, best of luck to both of them in the finals in Amsterdam. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Bacardi Legacy. It's like American Idol for bartenders. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so good luck. All right. And finally, the last word, uh, great cocktail. Uh, I think that was like my 2016 cocktail. I fucking fucked with that all the time. Um, my last word, it's, it's a segment where it's just our, you know, our final words, closing words. Uh, my last word is it's okay to stop fucking with people in this industry. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, don't feel bad about it. There are plenty of people who will fuck with you and you will fuck with them. So, um, and mostly people don't fuck with you anyway. Like there's like there's like ten people who fuck with really fuck with you. So if you have to stop fucking with people, it's okay 
write them write the names down get a fucking list going like it really truly don't say hi to them at events if they have if they have fucking if they if they're trying to fake the funk you just pull them aside and be like we don't, i don't fuck with you and if you want to know why we can talk about it but i think you probably know why and that's yeah. it you really don't don't feel the pressure it's it's such a fake fucking world so have a stance and it's not that you have to you don't have to publicize and put on facebook and tell everybody who you don't fuck with but you can just clearly in those events just not say hi to them and walk past them mm-hmm. that's it heard hard heard uh mine's just petty because mine are always going to be this way i work at freehold and a lot of dumb shit happens to me every day however get your debit card out of my face if I am making you five vodka sodas and five Casamigos shots, three with picklebacks, one, one with a chilled. Sprite chaser, and one chilled, get your debit card out of my face. Why is it on my nose? I know what plastic smells like. Why? Why is it in my face? It's crazy. And I you're fucking even, tall, so that's I can't an effort. even, like, I'm scooping ice and your debit card just grazed my eyelash. <laughs> Get it, get it out of my face, please. When the time comes to pay, you better believe I'm gonna grab your card. I may even snatch it, but get it out of my face. It has no place in my face. It's dirty. No place in my face. I just want to make these drinks. I want to make this transaction. I want to serve you with a smile, but I'm not gonna smile if your Chase Visa is in my face. Mm -mm. It's not gonna do it. So. That's it. I just wanted to say that real quick for everyone who's listening who's non-industry. I don't know why you would listen to this. Great if you are. But Good on you. just know, I don't care how drunk you are. I don't care what's going on. Your debit card does not need to be in my face. I see you. I've taken your order. I've acknowledged you already. You don't got to put your card in my face. That's that on that. And that's that on that. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to our first episode. Follow us yep. on Instagram at no call no show pod um happy valentine's day to everyone who celebrates that and it's like super bowl for some of us bartenders so make that money get that that bread um and we'll see you in uh, two weeks next not that next week the week after yep 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 yep. okay Bye. bye lit